Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Summer Movie Club. Uh, <clears throat> continuing on October. <clears throat> is, the... is, is, the, is the podcast called Summer Movie Club this month? I was about to say. You better say it. Continuing on in the month of October with, with what we have dubbed Slasher Movie Club. Uh, I am your host, who doesn't have his notes open, so he doesn't know what he's supposed to say. I am your host this week, Zach Weiss, and I can't find my knife. Uh, <laughs> uh, you sounded okay. very much just, you sounded very much right there, like James Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues, where he's like, I don't, I want, don't want your life. I, I can't, can't find yeah. my knife. Um. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-host this week, who brought a broom to a knife fight. It's Adam. Oh, Zach, you beautiful son of a bitch. We'll talk about it. Continue. Uh, this week, as I said, we're considering uh, Slasher Movie Club going through some of the most famous horror movie, uh, slasher movie uh, killers of all time. Uh, last week, we, we did Freddy. This week, we're doing Leatherface. We're covering the 1974 original that has been remade, oh, it seems like, at least like 12 times at this point. Yeah. Uh, the original 1974, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, quick synopsis before we get into the, the uh, cast and crew on the movie. Five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, that, that already is more information than I feel like I got in this movie. Yeah. Um. Five friends uh, head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house, only just to discover something sinister within, something armed with a chainsaw. <laughs> Beautiful. That might be my favorite one. Yeah. Ever. Uh, the movie was... Oops, sorry, I'm clicking between. The movie was directed by Toby Cooper. Hooper? Toby Hooper? Um, who, uh, give me a moment. I'm sorry. I am, of course, doing this on my phone because I still am technologically deficient at the moment. What, what is the oh, director? Yeah, okay. Um, Toby Hooper is a friend of the podcast, Adam. Is he? He directed the 1980s Poltergeist film, Poltergeist. A lot yeah. of horror stuff, you know, you know, your standard horror stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, the movie was written by Toby Hooper and Kim Henkel, and a lot of Kim Henkel is just you know credits for based on characters and for everything that that happened uh, with the, the the franchise. Just a lot of yeah. Um, uh, this will speak a lot to the further credits of the cast of the movie. There are at least. Four cast members, main cast members of this movie, whose IMDb headshot is just a still from this movie. Yeah. Uh, you got Marilyn Burns as Sally, Edward Neal as Hitchhiker. I'm guessing that's who we're calling the guy with the. Is that a birthmark? Or was it supposed to be blood? Or what was going oh, on? I think it was a birthmark. Uh, Alan Danzinger as Jerry. Paul A. Partain? Partain? Partain. Uh, William Vale as the somehow vaguely familiar face, but I can't place who... I, I don't think I know him, but he looks like someone. Uh, Kirk. 
And I can't you, play you, know who, you know who he looks like? He looks like Bill Paxton in Titanic. You think does it? Yeah, I think you're thinking uh, Bill Paxton in Titanic. Oh, right uh, here uh, under actor credits, he was Bill Paxton's uh, understudy. He was Bill Paxton in Titanic. Yeah, he um, he he was he was in Poltergeist, Implosion Man. Oh, he's in Poltergeist as what? Implosion Man. Oh, I thought Implosion Man was a further title. No, no, Implosion Man. Uh, Terry McMim Min was Pam. Uh, Jim Sidow was Old Man, and John Duggan, Dugan, Dugan, I'm gonna say was, Dugan, was grandfather, and um, uh, most famously from the movie Gunner Hansen was Leatherface. Gunner Staw. Um, Adam, out the gate, what were your overall? I had never seen this movie before. I don't know if you had seen it before. No, I had not. Um, what were your overall, which is funny because I had seen almost every other iteration of it. Yeah. I, saw, I, I, I saw the remake. I saw the like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Beginnings or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I saw the recent Netflix exclusive, um, but I had never seen this. Um, what were your overall thoughts having seen what is, is, I guess at this point it's it's seen as like a just like um I I think of this in the same way this this would have been the seventies equivalent of what I think Blair Witch was for us in 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 the nineties this this low budget comes out of nowhere um sensation basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were your overall thoughts? Like on the movie as a whole? Yeah. Um, so far, um, this and, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street have, uh, proven to me and reminded me why I don't watch these movies because they're fucking terrible. A little bird whispered in my ear earlier. And, and, and whispered that you found this movie boring. Um, yeah, so I have... We'll talk about it as we get into the movie itself. But I have a note where I... I, I looked at the timestamp on the movie and I was at 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm very bored so far. My note literally says, I'm very bored so far, 35 minutes in. And then my very next note is, Oh, never mind. Because at like thirty-five minutes and thirty seconds, Bill That's Paxton perfect. gets his head smashed in. Um, so the problem, of course, with this movie is thirty-five minutes is more than like a third of the runtime. Yeah, it's a very short movie. Like we said, it's, I think hour twenty-four comes yeah. in. Yeah, and up until that point, there, I guess. I don't know how to think about the first like half hour of the movie because I know what kind of movie I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling a tension because I know at a certain point things are going to go to hell. Yeah. But I'm trying to put my myself 
in a mindset of it's 1974. I don't know the history of this movie. I know I, I don't know that that it's how it's viewed in the present day. Mm-hmm. And it's just come out. And I'm seeing it. Am I feeling that tension? I mean, to be fair, the movie is called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not just any. It's not just a Texas Chainsaw. It's the. the... Texas so you know Texas. this is of all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. This, this is, is the, 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 the yes, one. Yeah, this is that one. Um, but so like going into it, unless like like you'd have to know going in, even in 1974, that there was going to be a massacre with chainsaws. Yeah. Um. So so I I would imagine that that tension could still be there. Like, I feel like this movie at this point has this reputation that, like, when it came out, people were, like, shocked and, like, like appalled at, at, at the content of this movie. And, and don't get me wrong. It's, it's a, like, the fucked up parts of this movie are fucked up. Yeah. And there's no explanation for it. So it's not even like you get the catharsis of understanding the fucked up thing you're seeing. It's fucked up and it stays fucked up until the credits roll. Yeah. Um, I said to, I was talking to Katie earlier mm-hmm. and I said to her that, um, I, I think, um, I think Avengers Endgame has ruined me. Um, not just Avengers Endgame specifically, but like, I feel like I've heard before, like where, uh, older generation will say that uh, Zach, our generation, um, you know, they, they, we, 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 we might refer to an older movie as slow mm. because we're so used to like the fast pacedness of right. like, of shit happening. And I, and I, I fear like I, I fear from watching this movie that I was that, um, that I was that thing that 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 the older an older generation would say about my generation, um, because I'm sitting there, I'm just like for the for the first fucking half hour of this movie, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I was like, Jesus Christ! Like I felt attention as well, but the tension was like, I should probably turn this off and watch something better. It's it it's just interesting because literally nothing about any character's actions or motivations is ever explained. You mm-hmm. like for instance, I think that Sally and Franklin were brother and sister. Which one's Sally? The one that the 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 final girl. Uh the one with her nipples out the whole time. <laughs> um yeah, like I, I think they were brother and sister. Really? Because she's the one that says she stayed in the room. At the house with the wallpaper. Oh, yeah. And we know that Franklin is definitely, it's his grandparents. So I'm get, but it's never explicitly said. But also, I'm confused because he asked the gas station guy who ends up being the, the, I guess the, well, not patriarch, because I guess grandpa would be the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, the gas station guy who ends up being um, evil. Yeah, um, he asked him if he knows where the old Franklin house is, insinuating that Franklin is the last name. I would assume that's what I took from it as well. 
but his name is Franklin. Unless they just like there's there's like I have a friend who I only refer to him as his last name. Yeah, but in this case, uh, if Sally is his sister, she calls him Franklin. I can see that. Like I can see like the people you say. Like if you called me Weeks, like that wouldn't make any sense. I mean, I could see, I could see if like if like if everyone called you that, I would see, I could see it catching on. I don't know, but anyway, like it's there's nothing is it's almost they drop you in to a scenario that's missing the first like five ten minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. where it's explained. What these kids are doing? Who? What? What the? Who are any of the other three people that are in that van? Yeah. Because I thought I was trying to work it out while I'm watching it. So I'm I'm watching it. I'm going. All right. So Franklin and Sally appear to be brother and sister. Jerry <laughs> appears to be Sally's boyfriend. And then like Zodiac Girl and yep. Bill Paxton are dating. Yes, but like, what is their connection? No idea. And then it's not explained really, even. We understand that grandpa is the grandpa of the family, but then, and and I guess Hitchhiker and Leatherface are brothers. Mm -hmm. But is the old guy their father? I assume so. I assume so as well, but then, like, where's the mother? He calls the grandpa grandpa too. Yeah, but that's not that's not that's not unheard of. Like, no, I, heard... I know that, but it it but it it makes it ambiguous, especially like southern. I feel like that's a southern thing too, where like, um, uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, a friend of the podcast. That thing you do, guy's dad refers to guy's it's mom it's as it's mama. Um, but yeah, like, so it's almost as if they drop you in the middle of a story, <clears throat> which, which leaves you like, cause again, the more information you get, the more, you know, the more comfortable you're able to get. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of applaud them for that, for kind of just dropping you in the middle of this thing. Um, you don't get any information and then it just, it, and then it's, it's done. These people got murdered. You like, you see a lot about how Leatherface is mentally challenged. Uh, yeah, but there's not even anything explicitly that says that in this movie. That's stuff that that comes fills in later in remakes and. I I think it's pretty well established in the movie. No, he's definitely crazy at the very least. But the way it's always portrayed, I think, is that he's like damaged in a way. Not that he's insane, but like he's deficient. He's kind of like an angry sloth from the Goonies. Right, but when he's wearing a mask and like without him having any real dialogue, it's not like really explicit. It's kind of just like. A person who is of normal intelligence, who is insane, could theoretically act the same way this person, who might be mentally deficient, 
and insane. Yeah. It's it's all very it's all very confusing, Zach. Right, and let me let me let me get this. Uh, they're eating the people that they're killing. Yeah, dude, I don't know, dude. Because it seems like they need to do this, and the emphasis is put on the I guess father being the cook, and he's curing meats in the gas station it looked like yeah I have a note later on towards the end where I question whether the barbecue has been human the whole time I think it has been because if you remember when Franklin is eating what is I guess supposed to be chicken he's acting weird about it. I mean Franklin I have, I have questions about Franklin to begin with is one uh, of your questions why he's played by Horatio Sands no, one of my questions is, is he supposed to be five years old? What do you mean? He acts like a child. They all do. I re- I have a note at a certain point. Um, let me find it. Uh, I have a note that literally just says, I really hope, I hope Franklin oh. dies soon. He annoys me. Hold on a second. I, I, I haven't I, I swear one of my notes is I hope Franklin dies soon. <laughs> um I just realized something because I started this last night and it was way too late. Um and I did not um I like I I, I couldn't pay attention, to take my notes. I was like so I got maybe like five, six minutes in and I was like, uh I'm gonna have to do this tomorrow. I'm remembering now there's a scrolling like a uh, scrolling text at the beginning. Oh yeah, it was way too long for me to to, to copy. Let's see if I can find it because it mentions Sally and her invalid brother. Yeah, I think they mean that because he's in a wheelchair. Right, but so there might be some explanation as to what the fuck is going on in this text that I have forgotten oh. about. <laughs> uh... Let's see if I can find it. Uh. Uh, the film which you are about to see is the, an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. So it is, they are brother and sister. Okay. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would have, would they have wished to see as much of the mad. Um, Hold on a second. I was chilly. Sorry. Getting yelled at for being chilly. Are you wrapped uh, in a What are you doing? I have the, the, the fireplace heater is on. Oh. Um, so there's not real any explanation, but it does confirm that Sally and, and Franklin are brothers. Mm-hmm. And sister. Brother and sister. Um, so yeah, we, there's that, that opening scroll. Uh, then the singular date eight, eight. I I I I took a page out of your book and made sure to August eighteenth, nineteen seventy three. Yep. Um, uh, real quick before you go on, um, did you watch it on Showtime? I did. I did not watch it on Showtime. Um, when I went to put it on, I don't know if I have Showtime or not. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but it was on Freevee, which it used to be IMDb TV. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but apparently the version I watched was the 40th anniversary edition. Uh, is there a difference? I don't think so, no. I think the difference is uh, when they put it on the uh, title, not the, not the title of the movie, like the title card before you hit watch now, it just says 40th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing. In the scroll, they use the word macabre. I've heard the word macabre like four times in the past two days, which I'm pretty sure is more than I've heard the word more than I've heard the word macabre in my lifetime. Uh, I hear it more often in reference to how it's one of those words where, like, if you have never heard it out loud but see it, it's macabre. You might not know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, then I actually have seen it used in the context. Um. The there's a, there's a lot of weirdness. So there's a lot of weirdness about people being dug up from a graveyard, which is the impetus for the the trip in the first place. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent. Like again, who the fuck knows? I mean, it's it's you, you have to piece it together because you hear over the the radio that, um, you know, people, graves have been disturbed. And then, like, I immediately forgot about it. And then they show up at the graveyard and she goes, like, I'm here to see, uh, like, I want to see, like, my granddaddy's buried here. I want to make sure nothing happened to him. And I was like, why the fuck would something happen to him? And then you piece it together about, like, like the, the grave, like, people. And then later in the movie, it, it it's put together that it's the 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 hitchhiker that's digging up bodies. Is it? Yeah, because when he when the old the old guy is driving Sally to the house after he uh, puts that bitch in a bag. Yeah. Um. They almost hit the hitchhiker and and the what he's angry about. Because you remember he gets that and starts yelling at him because of a nap headed idiot nappy headed idiot or something like that. Yeah. Um he's yelling at him like about digging up the graves and shit. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well that's what he tells him he's like, I told you to stay away from that cemetery. Which makes me wonder, I wonder how much of the home decor that is made of because this let's let's talk about this I uh, uh this um is one of three major famous movies that are partially inspired by the life and crimes of Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Um the other two being Psycho and Sons of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um Ed Gein was a serial killer who only murdered like he murdered far fewer people than you would expect given his his notoriety but one of the things he would do was dig up bodies from the great the cemetery so uh, let's see details of Ed Gein born 1906 um oh wait what was the date august, august 13th. 13th right 18th 18th oh 
Ed Gein was born August 27th, 1906. But it says victims, two murders confirmed, mm-hmm. seven suspected, nine corpses mutilated, obtained from desecrated graves. Right. So he would, Ed Gein, when they, when they finally, he was caught and they went to the house, he had things made of, of body parts, a belt of nipples. Yeah. Um, he had a nipple belt. And in this movie, we see things which I think he, he like, are, are pulled direct. He had a, like, lampshade made of skin. Yeah, I think most famously, um, he had a lampshade. Oh, wait, actually, here we go. Uh, searching the house, authorities found whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, Mm-hmm. skulls on his bedpost female skulls some with the top sawn off bowls made from human skulls a corset made from a female torso skin from the shoulders to waist right that's that's the part that's most mostly pulled in from in uh sansa lamps he was, yeah. he was like made a late like a lady suit leggings made from humans leg skin masks made from the skin of female heads Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag, whoever the fuck that means. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in the front front of Gein's potbelly stove. Nine vulva in a shoebox. That's a lot of vulva in a shoebox. Um, I would say, I would say, vulva is another word that, like, if you don't, I don't see it written down a lot, and when you see it written down, it's weird. I would uh, say it's at least nine too many vulva to have in the shoebox. Yeah, uh, a young girl's dress, a young girl's dress, and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about fifteen years old. A belt made from female human nipples. No, let me ask you a question. What? What are? Why were those two vulvas not worthy of the box, or or were the other nine not worthy of being out of the box? Which was it? I think the I think the nine weren't worthy enough of being out of the box. So these were his his prized vulvas. Yeah, these two vulvas were his prized vulvas. Um, he had a belt made from female human nipples, four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, a <laughs> lampshade made from the skin of a human this face. This is not funny, but like, just like, imagine just like, just walking in there being like, what the fuck? You're like, what's that on the drawstring of that window shade? Is that, is that a pair of human lips? Is that a pair of lips? A... Like, how do you, how do you even do that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he also had fingernails from female fingers. Um, uh, I could have swore he also, if I'm not mistaken, he also one of the more um uh, famous things I've seen is um his gloves. Have you ever seen? He, a, do, no, do but see? I'm guessing they were made from human skin. Yeah, um, it seems, it, you know, you know, most artists have a have a medium. Yeah, uh, sometimes it's 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 paint. Sometimes it's oil paint. Sometimes, sometimes it's sculpture. It's yeah, um, Ed Gaines was so that, that human skin. Yeah. Um. 
I forget how we even like what my point of even bringing up Ed Gein was. What was where was I going with it? Uh, oh yeah, we were talking because that 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 part of of digging up the bodies and and taking. So I don't know how much of the 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 the, the body parts in the house are victims and how much is like people dug up from the cemetery. But at the same time, it, it I feel like it's insinuated that their 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 main food source is people i think so but they're not like in like they're not like in a major city they're like in bumblefuck texas did ed gein eat his victims i think he might i mean he he seemed he seems the type that wouldn't waste anything i mean in all fairness he made it i'm i'm currently staring at a picture of his nipple belt oh Um, really yeah, you can if you Google. I just googled Ed Gein gloves. Just send it over here. Send it over. It's, here. A, it's on my computer. It's not on my phone. Oh, uh, but I googled Ed Gein gloves, and it. I don't, out, that, a, I don't need that in my algorithm for anything, honestly. Yeah, a picture, a picture of his gloves come up, but what also comes up is uh, a picture of a. I think I'm assuming one of his soup bowl skulls, um, of like a, a face. Uh, like a face in a bell jar. Um, and it sounds then... like the head of Benjamin Ratsfield. Yeah. In in uh, Sons of the Lambs. Yeah. And then um, there and then there's a um and then there's a, a nipple belt. Okay. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, they go to the cemetery. Uh, nothing really happens there except an old guy does like a monologue. Uh, then they pick up the hitchhiker. I thought he had a, ch- a whole like fried like a like rotisserie chicken around his neck. Yeah, dude, his fucking coin purse is sick. He's got sick coin purse game. Uh, he takes a picture of Franklin, to which Franklin replies. Hey, you took my picture. <laughs> um, and then he burns it when Franklin doesn't want to give him two dollars for it. Uh, oh, we're not even like we didn't we didn't even mention that they the very first actual scene of this movie is them pulling over to the side of the road so Franklin can pee. Yeah, and then a truck goes by and it makes Franklin roll <laughs> roll down a hill. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like. Uh, uh, so they stop. They try to get gas. They don't have any gas. I'm curious as to who the guy that was washing the windows is in the scheme of, of things. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't turn up with the house. Right, because I mean, I guess he could like theoretically just be giving this guy a job, but they don't have like. They don't seem like well off, like they can have employees. Yeah. This guy doesn't show up again at all. I don't know. Uh, they got no gas. They're looking for the old Franklin place. Um, the guy tells them, "Oh, people don't like you on their property. You know, be careful." Um, here's here's the thing. Um. Once, once you pick up a hitchhiker and they start cutting themselves in the back of your car, kick them out, like immediately. Yeah, like th- we should not have gotten to the point where he's blowing up pictures. Yeah. 
Um, and another thing, when you finally do kick the hitchhiker who's cutting himself in the back of your car out of your car, fucking drive. Drive. Yeah, don't don't roll down the fucking road. Like, what are you doing there? Like, why are you? I, like, my note is literally, why are they pulling away so slow? Like, what the fuck are you doing? There's a couple of poor driving decisions in the like the whole the whole uh, ending of the movie. Uh, both the truck driver and the pickup truck driver are not driving like the way. First off, the pickup truck driver should not have stopped at all. <laughs> like if yeah. I was that guy, I'd be like, "Fuck this noise!" And it looked like at first it looked like he was. Yeah, and then he just did like a like a one eighty. Yeah, it looked. But um, it, at first, it looked like he was just like, "Nope, not today, Satan." Uh, so anyway, they end up stopping for gas ends up not being an issue at all because they don't. They still make it to the house. I, I have a note. This is I'm not clear on what their motivations are. Why are they yeah. in this van? <laughs> like, are they there? Did they did they come to go check on the grave? And then they're like, while we're out here, our family owns this property that has this pond or creek that does not really exist, even though they have childhood memories of it. I mean, I think it did exist at one point. It just all just dried up. Is that what it was? Is that what they were like falling and tripping in? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That was that was that was the swimming hole. Um, I love how like it, so like what the fuck is the character of Franklin? Franklin is he? I don't like. I don't. I don't know, but I hate him. Why is he there? Did anyone want him there, or did they just feel bad? Yeah, he. I. I. Halfway through the movie, I was hoping I couldn't wait till he died because every time we talked, I just wanted to fucking punch him. And like, here's the thing that I did. Here's the thing that I forgot to pay, make a note of, but I wanted to mention anyway. When they're driving in the truck, or when they're driving in the van, and they get barbecue from the fucking gas station, they're like, "Oh, Franklin's like Franklin." Like, the, the, she fucking takes Franklin's knife. That that dude just cut his hand with. Just using it to get the food. And cuts the fucking barbecue with it. I was about to mention the knife. Which in the long run, we're pretty sure it's human anyway, so it doesn't matter. Is there any resolution to where his knife went? No. I don't I don't I don't think so. Like, I don't I don't know what we're supposed to like, are we supposed to think something? No, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's no resolution. Because he can't find it. He's whining about it and like they're like, Frankly, what's wrong? He goes, I can't find my knife. Yeah. And then he yells at her for being the the last one to have it. When she wasn't. She was though, because I don't remember I don't remember specifically him her handing it back to him. She you don't she doesn't, but then at a certain point he's just kind of like Oh right, he's stabbing the side of the. Yeah, he's like digging into no, no. the side of I, the car. I think that's before. No, I think it's I'll, no. I'll tell you why I think it's before. Because it's at that point that he realizes that there's red on the knife that was probably blood from the guy, and then 
when she asked for the knife later, I remember him wiping the knife on him. Oh, does he? Yeah, and I thought to myself, oh, he's wiping off the blood that he saw earlier. Yeah. Um, when when Bill Paxton and Zodiac Girl um, are well, Bill Paxton's dead at this point, but Zodiac Girl is like. Wait, first, of all, if we're, if we're jumping to this point, I think it's a it, like it is a good moment when uh, what's his, what what is his name? Kirk, Bill Paxton, uh, goes into the house following the sound my that my subtitles were telling me is a pig squealing. Was it? That's what the subtitle said. Yeah. Um, and then he walks into the doorway and then all of a sudden Leatherface just comes in and that's like your first view. I think that was very well done. That was a good moment. Yeah, that was my, oh, never mind. I was like, something just happened. Um, but then like she's in the house and she's like like trapped from like room to room and there's just a bunch of like she's in the room with the chicken in the cage. The chicken room, yeah. The chicken room. Um, and there's just fucking like it, it literally looks like eight chickens just exploded because there's mm. nothing but just bone and feather. Um, and I established that I decided that Feather and Bones is the name of my new indie folk band. Uh, Bone Couch is the name of my new indie folk band album. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how much that meat hook sucks. They did that in one of the remakes, too. I was like, that, uh, the idea of, of getting put on a meat hook and just hanging there. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the thing that confuses me about the whole situation, though, is that she's just like screaming the whole time until he kills her. I imagine at some point, like, you just got picked up off the ground and put onto a meat hook, meat hook that's presumably now just rattling around in your chest cavity. I feel like at a certain point you would just pass out from pain and fear of what's happening. But I don't know because at the same time the adrenaline is probably. And we I don't, don't know. see her. We don't see her conscious. We don't see her for very long. Mm, no, dude, she's like he's like cutting up. He's cutting up Bill Paxton. She's like screaming the whole time. It's yeah, but it's not very like in the scheme of things, it's not very long. Yeah. Um. Uh, of course, as you had mentioned, this is the scene that we are introduced to the titular chainsaw from Texas. Yeah. I just um, noticed that calling him Leatherface kind of insulting to the person whose face he's wearing, yeah? I mean, maybe a little bit, but... Like, basically you're saying, like, say uh, you were murdered. Okay. By, Le- by Leatherface. Okay. And then he started wearing your face. But but before he was... But so, I'm the face that he's wearing. So, before this, his name was, like, Craig? Yeah. Okay. And then... So, so Craig murders me. Craig murders you. Starts wearing your face. And then his brother starts calling him Ugly Face. 
Wouldn't that be insulting to your face? Well, I think he no. Well, I think he calls him ugly face because his actual face is ugly. We could see his teeth through the mask. Well, no, he never calls him ugly face. But I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I thought he did at one point. No, no, he calls him. He calls him Leatherface. Actually, um, but like, it makes me think that like he killed like a a overly tanned woman. And was wearing her face. Maybe. Um, uh, oh, at one point when I think it's when Jerry comes to the house, um, he's calling out for because he he sees the towel, so he knows they've been there, and he's calling out for for Kirk and Pam and. There's a noise that can. Is, is, this is a close, as close an approximation of the noise as I get. <laughs> and Kirk goes, "Pam," and I was like, "Pam has never made that noise in her entire Pam, life." Pam has never made the sound of a wounded Michael Jackson. Yeah, like the fact that you think you're like, "Oh, Pam's in there." I love, dude. I I think my favorite part, my my favorite part of this movie. Is is homegirl waking up in the freezer? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, why did she? Why did she act like that? I don't fucking know, dude. Because then when he puts her back in the freezer, she's just like draped over it, so it's not like she's like up and like yeah. frantic. I was like, it almost seemed like like he imagined it, like he, um, like he opened, saw the body, and then imagined her reaction. Yeah. I think what it boils down to is I have a note right here that I think sums up the majority of the 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 the, the characters in this movie is that these people suck. Um, Franklin especially. Um, why is it that when Franklin and Sally are uh, like looking for everybody, mm-hmm. they're only calling for Jerry? There's three. Yeah. There's there's two other people missing. Like they they never call for Kirk. They never call for Pam. No. The same way where I feel like Jerry only called for one of them until he heard. Until he uh, heard Pam's, Pam's trademark giggle. Yeah. Um. Uh. I have like after right after Franklin dies, um, Sally runs, and um, I kept, <laughs> I kept in my head writing notes, but then thinking of uh, Dennis from. Uh, it's always sunny. He's like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I wrote, you dumb bitch. You ran right to his house. <laughs> By the way, uh, 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 Franklin help, holds on to that. That uh, Considering what is happening to him, Franklin holds on to that flashlight. Yeah, well, he, he made such a big fucking deal of not letting it go in the first place. I hope he fucking would. Um... Yeah, this is right around my note where I was like, I don't like Franklin. I'm glad that uh, that he's dead. Nah. Um, I was wondering while we were while I was watching it, um, like, I wonder how like like you buy a chainsaw in 1974 and you fill it up with gas. All right, how long do you think that chainsaw can run for on a single tank? Like, it's I feel like it's running for. A you mean the chainsaw or the generator? The chainsaw. 
Well, I mean, I forgot about the generator, honestly. That loud ass generator. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I have no idea how long a gas powered chainsaw would run on one fill. I have no idea. I'm googling it. How long will a gas powered chain? I spelled chain wrong. Chainsaw. Uh, depending on the type and usage, you can expect a gas chainsaw to run between 15 and 40 minutes before you have to fill it up again. Most battery-powered chainsaws have a runtime of up to two hours, but they are high-capacity power packs that will last That's much longer. That's a big range right there, in, in, relatively. What, 15 to 40? Yeah. Well, I mean, in all fairness, like, it makes sense. Like, If your car is idling... It's going to last a lot longer than if you're doing like 70 down a highway. So if you're like, he, he's not cutting with the chainsaw for the majority of the time. So it's for the majority of the time, it's just a single stroke adult, a two, a two stroke engine that's just. Does, does, there's a difference between an idling car and a driving car versus a chainsaw. Because if a chainsaw, in the way I'm thinking about it, I don't know that that matters whether you're actually cutting something or not. Because regardless, you're still turning the blade, right? Like the, the you're still drawing the chain around. I, I don't know that it matters whether the chain is touching anything at that point. Well, here's the thing. I've never used a gas-powered chainsaw. I've only used an electric chainsaw. Right. Um, but my understanding of how a gas-powered chainsaw works, I what you know what I have used? I have used a gas-powered weed whacker, though. And I'm assuming that it operates the same way, where you, put, you turn the engine over and the engine's on, but the blade doesn't really oh, engage okay. until you pull a trigger. Okay. Because that's how so my weed whacker worked. It, it wouldn't operate in the way... Huh? Uh, like, imagine a treadmill, which is not gas power, of course. It'd be rad. But if you put on a treadmill, I imagine it would use the same amount of power, in this case, electricity versus gas, mm -hmm. that it would either way whether you're standing on it or not because it's, it's a, the power isn't the action it's the the motion of the belt mm -hmm. so but if there is a specific trigger in the same way there is a drive shift in a car versus mm -hmm. a, an idling shift mm -hmm. that would make that then yes that would make sense that a a, a idle chainsaw I guess we're, we're discussing whether chainsaws are idle or if they're constantly I believe I believe they they, they can idle okay so we learned something today. Um, I'm gonna go tomorrow when I go to work I'm gonna go into tool rental okay. and just be like hey turn that chainsaw on Show me uh, how will they do that, or will they be like, no? I mean, 
it, you know, it depends who's it depends who's there. If there's certain people there, they'll be oh, like, they'll, <laughs> if there's certain people there, they'll be like, why? I'd be like, because I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night, and I want to know if a chainsaw yeah. idols. Because here's another question. I want to know how reckless he's being at the very end. Basically, See, that's the thing. I don't think he, like it's I don't think he's being reckless during his interpretive dance. I think I mean like not, it's still not, reckless in the sense that it's a chainsaw that's on. But he's not pushing a trigger that would 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 correct. That would uh ne- be necessary for the chain to saw. Here, let me let me let me put let me put this in terms of the weed whacker that I had again. So the weed whacker I had, you turn the engine over, and the the cutting head spins, but spins very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it's just like it's just the the, the the sheer combustion of the engine being on, the same way that a car without pressing the gas pedal will still move forward because the sheer combustion of the engine correct creates enough energy and it's only when you trigger an increased combustion exactly so i so when he because at the end of the movie the the truck driver throws a wrench at him and the chainsaw falls and lands on his leg and cuts him right so i think the blade is still like the chain is always spinning but not spinning like Super fast. Um. So, yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go turn a chainsaw on at work tomorrow. Don't even ask. <laughs> just walk in and be like, "Hey, be like, what's going on, guys?" See, and it's funny because like I leave through the tool rental door to go smoke all the time. So like they, it's not even like weird that I would be in tool rental. <laughs> so yeah, just walk in, just like yeah, he's going for a smoke, guys. Going for a smoke and then run over and grab a chainsaw. <laughs> be good times. Um, where are we in my notes? Uh, we're almost at the end of the movie already. Huh? Yeah. Um, I thought it was at this point where I thought the last twenty minutes of this movie, because I I had I had vague uh, recognition of a scene of a girl tied up. At a dinner table, mm-hmm. but I was not positive. Excuse me, that that was this movie and not a sequel. Yeah, because I so believe that... in in the what's in the one with my, my with Matthew McConaughey. I feel like I remember. I feel like I've seen a clip of that where he's tormenting somebody who is tied up at a kitchen table. Uh, yes, I believe that is. As at least vaguely accurate. Yeah. Um, so there was a part of me that said, "Is the last twenty minutes of this movie just her running?" I dude, I I, I had a note that says, it, "This bitch is the only one alive, and the movie still has thirty minutes left. What the fuck's gonna happen?" Um, the gas station attendant was being very handsy with her. I'm not sure that the geography of things that she made it, she even made it to the gas station running. I like I, I was like I thought this was a little bit further away than. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, so you, you want to talk about the fact that she's holding a knife on the guy? What? <laughs> he's, he's like, surprise, bitch, a brute. 
<laughs> I so the reason I said you beautiful son of a bitch will talk about it is because I have a note that just says you dumb bitch brought a knife to a broom fight. <laughs> and then he just smacks the shit out of her with it. Yeah, he does, dude. Um, and then he breaks the handle. I like the best part about it is that he like they're driving, he's just jabbing her the whole time. <laughs> and he puts her in a bag. Yeah. He's like, but like just the top half of her. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, why not a hood? Why it like a whole bag that goes down to her waist? Yeah, um, he, he didn't have any small burlap sacks. I like the I fact that the... I love. I love that when he puts her in the truck, he starts to drive away, and he's like, "Oh shit!" and goes back and shuts the light mm-hmm. light off and closes the door. And he even says something about it when he gets back in the truck. He's like, "Oh, you know. yeah, electricity prices today." Um, when he um comes back to the house and sees that at one point Leatherface had axed the door, the chainsaw the door. Oh wait, b- before we get back, before we get back harder. to the house, him him fake driving. He's all over the fucking road. Do you see him? Do you see? No, him? I, didn't, I didn't know. It reminded me. There's a Dane Cook bit where he's talking about that. Where he's like, he's like, he's sitting on the stool on the stage and he's like pantomiming driving. And he's doing exactly what this dude is doing. Like, it's his single hand on the wheel, and he's going from, like, 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? And, and Dane Cook is doing this in a bit, and he's like, just so you guys know, I know that I'm all over the fucking road right now. He's like, I'm a forklift driver. Just for this joke, I'm driving a forklift. <laughs> Which, again, I drive forklifts, and that's not how you drive a forklift. <laughs> At least the ones I drive. <laughs> um. But they get to the house and he sees that he fucked up the door. And he mentions, like, does he not have pride for his home? And I honestly, without any sense of irony or 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 deceit, I literally, when he chopped through the door, because right at this point, I didn't remember if there was family in this movie. So for all I could re- like know for sure, this was just Leatherface's house. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, does he not have, like, any... Any concern or pride for his 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 own door, his own yeah. front door. Doesn't I thought, and so that when he calls it out, I'm like, "Thank you, sir. Thank you." Right. Um, is here's my question: When he gets back to the house, is Leatherface wearing like a Mrs. Doubtfire wig? What the fuck is? Oh, I think he's wearing. I think he's wearing his mom's face. I think he's wearing the girl uh, Pam's face. No, because it's like short curly hair and like Mimi Bobek makeup. I think it's his. I think it's his mom. I'm not very good at like this. Kind of, like I feel like in the remake, there's a moment where what I what I thought was happening, where he's wearing a, a like a character we know his face, um, happens, and you're supposed to be like, like it's shocking and disgusting for another, like probably Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh yeah, it's at, so when he first is introduced, he's wearing one face, and then when Jessica Biel first sees him, he's wearing Eric Balfour's face. Fun. And you're supposed to instantly recognize that that's Eric Balfour's face, and it's supposed to be like a moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. And I'm uh, as we're recording this, I have been checking in. Uh, Bray Wyatt has returned to the WWE. Oh, thank God. 
And his last character, the Fiend, would carry a lantern as the previous Bray Wyatt character had. But mm. this lantern was supposed to be made of Bray Wyatt's head. Okay? And the lantern part was like in his, his stretched and elongated out mouth. And I always felt very dumb because I needed it explained to me through through articles and such that that was supposed to be Bray Wyatt's face because I don't recognize I, 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 I'm very bad at recognizing uh, disembodied faces mm-hmm. so like it, like if that was supposed to be somebody I don't I couldn't recognize it alright so I just googled the fiend lantern uh-huh. and I mean First off, what the fuck happened to wrestling? You know what, Bray Wyatt's cool, and I will let not let you. No, this this no, is no Bray Wyatt is cool, and he's at the very least does some interesting shit in a time because you want to know what happened to wrestling. It stopped being interesting. That's what happened to wrestling. Bray Wyatt at least has an interesting head for uh, for characters. So I will not let you besmirch Bray Wyatt. Alright, so um, um, first off, the Fiend's mask looks like the lead singer of Slipknot. Yeah. Second off, the lantern, the head that's stretched over the lantern looks like in the third Harry Potter movie, the racist Rastafarian shrunken head that hangs you know from what? the rearview mirror of the night bus. Yeah. That is 100% accurate. Like, I just imagine that, like, you turn the lantern on and he just goes, take it away, Ernie. But I, like, I'm, I'm like, like, the same way I could not recognize that as supposed to be Bray's own head. I could not recognize Eric Balfour's face because it's not on Eric Balfour. It's on, uh, who played? Because I think I also got confused because I remember, I think in the, the remake. The guy who played Leatherface was a professional wrestler. And I was very close to making. Uh, oh, no, no, I know who this guy is. He's not a wrestler. He's a, he was a football player. I was very close. So, but Gunnar Hansen. I thought was then, but like, I because my my top five this week is very close to being top five, uh, uh professional wrestlers in movies. Uh but then I actually did some research and read up on Gunnar Hansen, and he was. It does not seem like he was a professional wrestler. So I was like, all right, well, that's good. Um, um, I just want all the viewers to know at home that I googled Eric Balfour Leatherface. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming this is a still from the movie. It is like it's it's understandable how Zach could be like, oh, I didn't even notice that was Eric Balfour, but like it's very obvious that it's Eric Balfour. <laughs> I mean, in the context of the movie, yeah, like uh, I'm looking at it now. 
I mean, yeah. But still, like, I don't... <laughs> How did they do that? <laughs> he looks like a like a video game character. Like a poorly mod... Like a, a poorly programmed. Yeah. Like, how do they do that in a movie? I'm curious. Um, probably green screen and then just stretched it. Like, like he wore like a green screen mask or something. No, probably what they did is they probably... Um, the way I would do it is I would make a... Uh, a cast of the of Eric Balfour's face, and then make a latex mask of it, and then just put it on something that's bigger than Eric Balfour's face. Because hmm. that would give it the 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 proper like distorted, um, right, stretched illusion. Yeah. Um. So I, I I'm like we have to assume the cannibals based entirely on the scene where they cut her finger and the grandfather drinks the blood. Oh, can we fucking talk about how I'm uh, was one hundred percent convinced that, um, like when I think Sally finds them in the room, no, I was like. I think- is it Sally? Yeah, it is Sally. Yeah, Sally finds Sally finds what I'm assuming grandma and grandpa in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I call such bullshit on the fact that grandpa is actually alive. No, you can tell he just just based on the admittedly terrible makeup that that he's not the same as the grandmother is. Yeah, he's just, I assume that he was dead, just not at the same level of decay no, that his grandmother as, was. As soon as I saw him, I knew, I was like, all right, that guy's alive. No, see, I thought he was like, dead. unrealistically old. Like, how old do we think he is? A thousand years. It looks it. <laughs> but, like, it's not like, <laughs> but, like, we could tell, like, the, the, the way they, they live, you still die. It's not like you're immortal because you're killing people and eating them. So he's some age, like like I guess realistic age, but like I don't think an old person has ever looked like that. Yeah, I even know this is. Oh wait, Grandpa's alive and wants blood? Question mark. Uh, uh, I have a note about point. I got a note about the uh, the sick face lamp above the table, which they show like twelve times. Once they show it, I feel like they were very proud about that. Yeah, they're just like, do you guys see this fucking thing we made? Like, let's keep hey, doing B shot to it. Um, uh, the the father called the hitchhiker a bitch hog at one point. I feel like the the entire dinner scene was just giving me a migraine. It was so long. It was just it was just her screaming and then them squealing at her, and then insane close ups on her insanely green eyes. Yeah, I'm just like, not that and that's that the crazy. other thing. Like the 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 cuts were so static, and like the 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 sound and the. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be disorienting, but like I'm sitting there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking bad. I'm like, I am, and this is giving me a fucking headache. But I was confused about the color of her eyes because it was so close that you could see, I guess, the makeup in her eyelashes and her, uh. What, what what are the under ones called? 
eyelashes. Are they eyelashes too? Yeah, they're both eyelashes. Oh. But and they looked a similar color green. As if maybe like her eyes were color. I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, at one point, she's going to get murdered by the grandfather, which is an, is is almost like I don't know what they were going for in this scene. Other they, than it, it went on too long. It went on way too long. It was and... like it was it was almost like they were like it was almost they were trying to go for like a comedic bit. Yeah, and she gets hit a couple times, and I think they do do the service of at least giving her a little bit of a like bloodiness on the back of her head. Mm-hmm. But at one point, like the like, but right before, like the 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 father, I guess, says like, "Oh, Grandpa was the best killer. He could, uh, he once killed sixty in a in a five minutes." I I'm assuming because of the slaughterhouse, they're talking about cows. Yeah. But then he says it could have been more, if quote. They could have moved the beams out of the way faster. The beams? Beams. It was uh, transcribed through post captioning. B E V E S. Beams. Beams like bovines? That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But I was asking. Yeah, I would assume they mean like beams, like like beef. So, because uh, after a 42-minute long sequence of the grandfather attempting to hit her in the head. Do you know what, do you know what the grandpa, uh, like the grandpa attempting to hit her in the head with a hammer felt like? It felt like a weird version of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, it, fe- it felt like serial killer Weekend at Bernie's. Um, so, eventually, she, she breaks free. Uh, I she, want to break free. I love that in this house, it's just accepted in her, in her spirit, that the only way she's going now is just just crashing through a window. Because I mean, it's, it's, it. <laughs> I mean, it's the easiest way. I mean, it's it, it's very obviously like you don't know, like remember she was brought into this house. Um, for all she knows, she doesn't. She might not even realize that she's in the house that she was chased through originally. That, that be just, that's true. So she doesn't like. You don't know the geography, but you you do know that that leads to out. So uh, it took me a minute to realize that when Hitchhiker catches up with her and they're chased, he slashes at her with his blade. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's cutting her. My next note just says Black Mariah. Yeah, I thought it said Black Mamba at first. I uh, I actually rewound it to make sure it didn't say Black Mamba. It was at this point that I realized that Leatherface is wearing a suit. Yeah, he was he was just up for dinner. He was ready for dinner. Uh, what happened to the truck driver? Uh dude, I I haven't noticed. She left the truck driver who tried to fucking save her. I don't know what happened to the truck driver. Um, but literally, this movie ends. With Leatherface doing an interpretive dance. Yeah, he's like so like annoyed. That he's like that he's dancing. He's and then it's it, the thing room. And it's literally just a hard cut to credits. I like the, it ended. The credits started rolling and I was like, seriously? Which honestly Adam, I, I, I said before 
I'll like the more I think about it, and the way you, like you even just word like a hard crash to credit. I gotta give the movie credit for being bold enough to just be like, you're not gonna get any fucking answers. There's um, this is just a fucked up thing that happened. Yeah, there's a a YouTuber, um, this woodworker that I follow on YouTube who. Um, he does a podcast I listen to with two other woodworkers that I follow on YouTube and they're talking about making videos. And he well, says, question. did you, uh, did you follow these people on YouTube before? And then they linked up. Say it again. Did you follow like, so it's one worker does a podcast with these two other woodworkers. You, but you follow both of them on YouTube. There's three of them. Right. So did I, you, fo- I started. I started find following... the podcast and then follow them individually, or did you already follow them individually and then they joined up to make a podcast? I followed them all individually. I followed the one guy first, the guy who who I was talking about, who who I was about to talk about. Um, his name is Jimmy Deresta. I started following him, and then he made reference to one of the other guys in one of his videos. I started following that guy and then I, I forget how, but organically I found the third guy on the podcast. Um, and I think the third guy who I found made reference in one of his videos that he did a podcast with those two other woodworkers. And then I started listening to the podcast. That must have been very exciting for you. Cause I, I like, trust me and I'm not even being sarcastic. If like, I found out like just like people independent from each other, that I was like super into, like had linked up. Not even super. I'm not saying like you're super into these woodworking people. No, like, I, I would say you could say I'm super into them. I'm. I refer to the one guy Jimmy Duresta as my hipster woodworking idol. Like if I found out, like, like, oh hey, did you know that this guy that you you like uh, started a podcast? I was like, oh that's cool. Maybe I'll check that out. I was like, yeah, it's with this other guy that you like. Oh really? I was like, yeah, and they also brought this third guy in. Who you also like? I'm like, oh my god! You'd be like, I'm gonna fucking watch that podcast. I uh, uh oh, I'm, I'm well, what I was saying was... well, I'm a little torn at the moment because I gotta run and pee. Well, but I you... can't bring my headphones. Uh, you put put the headphones down, and I'll I'll talk I'll 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 talk about what I be quick about it. I'll talk about what I was why I brought up YouTubers in the first place. All right, so, just so you know, I'm not going to hear the story. No, I know. All right, that's why I'm saying be quick. All right, I will. All right, go pick. Um, so I can't remember. I really wish I was more prepared for this. Uh, I, I wish I knew Zach was going to, uh, say the describe it the way he described it. Um, but the one guy Jimmy Duresta is talking about how he he read a book by some filmmaker i can't remember who the filmmaker was read a book by some filmmaker and he has this theory about telling a story where you get into the story in the middle of the scene and get out before it's over and you let the audience fill in the pieces and i think as the way zach's describing it that's what they're getting at with this um which I mean is it it's it works. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I don't like the movie, but 
but it works what them doing it that way works like zach had said it kind of it it leaves you guessing and it, it kind of it's like disorienting and confusing and it's just like they kind of just slap you in the face with this fucked up thing that happens um but i think zach's back i'm back um that was the a thing- great story yeah, the, the thing I was saying to the to the viewers at home, Zach, is this filmmaker that this YouTuber... Wait, who's was... viewing this? Huh? Who's viewing this? John Hannigan. Probably. Yeah. That's the fucking creep. Um, the, the YouTuber read a book by a filmmaker, and the filmmaker said um, something along the lines of getting in the... St- getting, starting, getting into the story in the middle of a scene and then getting out before the scene's over, and you let the audience fill in the rest. I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to do here with 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 this nonsense. I mean, maybe, but like we might be giving them too much credit. It's true. But like yeah. at the same time, like if you want to view it that way, then it's very well done. Yeah. You do, like like I said, like uh, you, you don't get like you like there's an unease and in, in not knowing. When, if you're a horror movie, you're trying to create unease. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've never seen this movie before. I'm, I'm glad I, I finally watched it. At least it's, 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 you know, a check mark to put on a list of things that should have been seen by now that I haven't seen. Um, I should say, if I had to, I, enjoyed watching this more than I did Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I definitely enjoyed watching Nightmare on Elm Street more, because Nightmare on Elm Street (sighs) Nightmare on Elm Street was at least, like, goofy stupid. This was just, I think, bad, in my opinion. I... It was just bad, and, like, at certain points, like, it was fucking, like, migraine-inducing. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I I found the Franklin character infuriating. Mm -hmm. And it was very slow, but I was able to justify what I was seeing. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, just like if like I could not find a way to be like, oh, I see what they're doing. That just it, like it just seemed very sloppy and messy and lazy at points. See, I was this... willing, I was willing to overlook the sloppy, lazy, and messy because it's like, why does he have long arms? Why is he running like that? What yeah, the fuck's but, happening? But that's the thing that doesn't. Like that's like just in the same way we watch this movie. You're like, why is Leatherface doing that? Where, why are these kids doing this? Like, where are they going? Like, in Nightmare on Elm Street, it it, it felt more like you're like, like in this, it's like, why are they doing this? And and the film is trying to say like, uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's like like what what is the like the like you're not supposed to know that what's going on is supposed to disorient you. Where in Nightmare on Elm Street, it was more like, why is Freddy's arms long and why did he cut his hand off before he? And and they're just like, shut up, shut sh- sh- not shut up. See the, see the thing is like I could, I enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street more than this because I could find enjoyment in the stupidity that I was watching of Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't find enjoyment in this. And I felt I, I found a fucking headache. I get what you're saying. Like, I was willing to overlook the stupid shit because I was enjoying how stupid it was. 
I'm not I... willing to look over the dumb shit in this movie because this was I didn't enjoy this. This was just like the only good part about this movie was Franklin dying. And I'm, but feel... that's not enough to save this movie for me. Like I feel I'll probably, like I might watch Nightmare on Elm Street again. I'm never going to watch this again. I'm never going to watch either of them again. Uh, but but I'm I'm more willing to try to find the artistic reasons for things. Like if I had a choice of watching a movie I did not really like, but seeing artistic merit in it versus watching a movie I didn't really like and being able to laugh because how bad it is, I'd rather watch the artistic thing because then at least I feel like I can connect with it on an intellectual level. Here's the thing. I don't think you're meant to connect on an intellectual level with Texas Chainsaw. This one, I think you are. I think in the context of what it was doing, I think, I like, I no, I don't think it's a think piece. No, but I think it's 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 supposed to be an alternative to a brainless nothing of a movie. Like, I think you're supposed to be shocked and be like confused and be like I think it wants you to be that I think it wants you like in Nightmare on Elm Street here's the difference Texas Chainsaw Massacre I think wants you to ask the questions of what is going on Mm -hmm. where Nightmare on Elm Street is the kind of movie where it's like no no just don't worry about it like that kid just exploded into blood, and why? Why are you itch? No, you know what I mean. Uh, maybe. All I know is that I, if gun to my head, if I had to watch one of these two movies, I'm picking Nightmare on Elm Street over this because at I least mean, I could find stupid, I could find humor in the stupidity. Right out the gate, the fact that this movie is an hour and twenty four minutes, and Nightmare on Elm Street was like an hour and fifty something minutes, I'm picking this one. Was Nightmare on Elm Street an hour and 50? Uh, it might have been an hour and 30 now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, while well, I'm looking it up. Uh, I'm look, I got it. Yeah, hour, hour 31. 31. So in the grand scheme of things, seven minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, this week, I picked the top five, and I picked top five movies with places in their names. And the rules we decided upon were proper nouns, but but proper nouns within the universe that the movie takes place in. And the example I gave, which I ended up I had on my list until I looked through my list and then like made my short list and decided well it didn't quite make it, uh, was Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Rushmore is a school, an institution within the universe that the movie takes place in. So in the movie universe, Rushmore would be a proper noun. Um, question. Yes. Do you, would you, I was going to ask you earlier, but I was like, no, you know what? I'll just save it. I'll save this conversation for the podcast. I got to you, I, I have a, if you're about to raise the same question that I am going to raise during my list, then I think we're just going to get married. We're gonna um, find whatever state. Are you? <laughs> are you? Are you? Was the thing? Was the question that you're raising? Does the town count? Oh no! 
Oh, never mind. Guess we're not getting married. No, a town would count. Of course, a town would count. But I say the town is vague. But like, oh, do you mean? Oh, do you mean the actual movie title, The Town? Yeah. No, that does not count. Okay. I was curious. I had it on there as like an honorable mention because I wasn't sure if it would count or not. I have a, a backup in case the one I wanted to, to use does not count. But um, what's your top five? Um, I'll just say them, and if you think they don't count, let me know, because I have a couple extras that I can back them up with. Uh, District 9. That counts as a place within this, in this universe. Yeah. Uh, Vegas Vacation. That counts. Vegas is a place. Yeah. Vegas is a location. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That counts. Yes. Uh, SLC Punk. SLC is Salt Lake City, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll count that. You'll count it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gangs of New York. Counts. That's on my list. It counts, yeah. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Never seen it, but counts. And then, uh, just because I wanted to, uh, I wanted us to, to go back and forth doing impressions, uh, Reno 911 Miami. I can't even think of the quotes anymore. I actually don't know if I've ever seen that. Oh, dude. Uh, it was like, oh, so we got more. What, it was like, we got, what do they have more for the suck fest? It's like, hey, assholes. There's more what assholes for your suck fest. Oh, um, we're, we're here for the police conventions. Like, yeah, I've got a convention. Fucking suck fest convention here at the International Inn. Uh, <laughs> my, my list, I'll, I'll start with the four that uh, absolutely count. And then I'll, I'll end on one that that we'll have to debate. Uh, I got Fargo. Okay. I got Chicago. I was I was debating putting Chicago on my list because you know I, Mr. Cellophane. Oh yeah, Gangs of New York. Okay. Mr. Cellophane, you know what? The the John C. Riley should have got an Oscar for that. He was nominated. He was. He, I, I, he, he, he was nominated. Who beat him? Uh, well, Richard Gere. No, it was not Richard Gere. Uh, give me a second. John C. Riley. Multiple time. I, no, maybe just one time, Oscar. Yeah, just one time. Uh, just days. Chicago. Oh, just for Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I get. I here's my my prediction. John C. Rowley is going to win an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor within the next 10 years. Probably. When they do Chicago 2. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Even chicago He lost to Chris Cooper in Adaptation. I don't know what that is. That is the uh, uh, not is it Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman. Is it Spike Jones? Uh, it is Spike Jones. Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman's the one that did um, being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine. He wrote them. Uh, where Nicolas Cage plays twins. Uh, okay, I do. I yeah, I do know this. Um. I've never seen it, but I know it. I just recently watched it because I it was you know it was it's on the list of because since Chris Cooper won, 
It, and I think it's like Gunsmoke. It might even want a uh, screenplay. I'm not sure. Uh, I watched. I watched it recently because it's on the Oscar list. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my last one that counts without question because it's a, a police movie is the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Shawshank is a prison. It is. It's, it's a place. You still haven't seen it, right? Nope. You gotta come over to a watch it at. Huh? Just come over and we'll we'll we'll, we'll put it on and we'll watch it. Well, I was thinking about. Um... I was thinking about eventually what I think we should do is just cover it for the podcast. <laughs> just so I have to just so we I don't have, have a, to watch it. We don't have a theme for next month. It's, no, we do have random. a theme for next month. When is next month? I'm not going to tell you because it's a secret. It. Huh? Whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. Okay. Um, my last one, and this I admit is a bit of a cheat. Garden State. I'll accept it. If you accept SLC Punk, I'll accept Garden State. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Deal. I'm glad we came to this conclude came to this. Um, um did you get did you get my text? I did. I'm texting you back. Um my my backup was Muppet State Manhattan. I knew it was going to be. Really? Yeah, I knew. I knew Muppet. I like. So I, I did what I did. What I do a lot. Um, if I can't think of movies, if I'm having a hard time thinking of movies that fit in the parameters of the top five, um, and I Google like whatever it is. So I googled movies with locate with places in the title, um, and I was just going through this list, like looking for things that I've seen. Um, because that's what I'll do. I'll look for things that I've seen on these lists. And then I'll comprise a long list and I'll narrow it down. This is why you really need to to sit down one night and just fucking yeah, fill I out know. your letterbox. Because that's what I did. Yeah. As I just look through my letterbox and you have your whole list of movies that you've checked in. Yeah. And not even movies that like checked in, in real time. Because it gives you like and I was like, Oh, that's a place, that's a place. And I built this whole fucking short list just based on looking at that. Yeah, so I, I, but I saw Muppets mate, uh, take Manhattan. Here's a question for you because I thought about this one. I ended up leaving it off. First off, I had other ones on my short list that I ended up knocking off, like like Rushmore, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have counted Muppet Treasure Island? Yes, because the is the island they go to called Treasure Island. No, but that's what they refer to it as, though. Do they? I, I well, can't even specifically remember an instance. I don't think they do, to... but I think that's what it's understood, like by the by the audience. I don't that know that's that Treasure that Island. I don't know that that counts. I think it counts. Mm. I'm willing to accept any Muppets. <laughs> it could have been Muppets from space. Space is a location. Space. <laughs> At one point, I did think that. Like I was like like joking to myself looking through the list. Like space jam, space is a place. Space is a place. <laughs> um, Adam, aside from the last house on the left, that's a place. That, you know, I, I don't know that I would not discount that. No. Yeah. I, I like it. It it goes. It's not a proper noun. Especially since it's made by a friend of the podcast, Wes Craven. 
Wait, is he a friend yet? Yeah. What did he do? That we... oh, last, he... last week was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you know, like I just I, like I kept thinking because Halloween's John Carpenter, right? I believe so. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I I thought I was thinking of the band so, The Carpenters. Yes, I was thinking of Karen Carpenter. Yeah. Um, you were thinking, why do burn? That's The Carpenters, isn't it? I think and then, so. And then, then she starved herself to death. Um, <laughs> such a weird. Which makes Karen Carpenter the the yin to Mama Cass's yang. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Adam. Other than. This uh, maybe artistic, maybe piece of shit movie. Uh, what else have you been watching? Um, I I rewatched the Bo Burnham special, special Make Happy, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Um, uh, I thought you were about to say Inside, and I keep meaning to go back to Inside because I thought Inside was brilliant when I watched it, and I still don't think that I gave. Inside enough credit and need to rewatch this. I need. I've. I've been. I've been. I need to rewatch Inside as well. Not only do I want to rewatch Inside, but I want to watch all of the outtakes. Oh yeah, because there's like, oh, like, like ten other songs or something. No, I just know that I know. Uh, best friend of the podcast, Alex. He showed me something. Like he showed me a YouTube clip that was from the outtakes and I it was hilarious and now I can't mm. even remember what it was that he showed me. God uh, damn it I'm, do I love that Jeff Bezos song? Uh-huh. I I I like I love the Jeff Bezos song. Oh yeah, so does TikTok. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I, I like heard and like was like refamiliarized with it. Uh-huh. Post watching it, like I was like, what? Like I know, I know this, and then and then I put. I was like, this is like this is like just in in terms of like short, quick, smart, funny songwriting. It's like perfect. Yeah. That and a uh, uh, white girl on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I gotta rewatch inside. Um, mm-hmm. But aside from re aside from rewatching, I think it's one of my few uh, five stars on on Letterboxd. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, aside from rewatching Make Happy, I uh, I I started watching uh, Dahmer. Mm-hmm. I only watched the first episode. What did you think of the? How much did, did you watch all of it? No, I think I'm three episodes deep. Um, Thoughts? Huh? Thoughts? Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, let me, unless, unless the, like, the episodes that I have yet to watch are, like, turn into, like, hostile, I, like, I was expecting it to be way more gory. I mean, even when you turn it on, it says like rated TVMA, and one of the things it's yeah, rated listen, TVMA for is gore. And I, I don't, listened I, to the beginning of a podcast before I realized I should probably wait and watch more before, like that was talking about like they they were very like 
super serious though, like uh, the first episode could get be a little hard to get through. And I'm trying to think of myself. I was like, I don't think he kills anybody in the first episode. No, I said, and that's and remember what he talked about where like I think I fear that like I've been uh, desensitized because like uh, I was talking to a friend of the podcast Matt, and he was saying that like people were finding it like very hard to get through just like the first 20 minutes of blonde and i'm like yeah some bad shit happens but it's not like mm. uh, it's not like too hor- like i've seen worse shit in movies than what happens in blonde yeah like, like from what i remember about the first episode of Dahmer, there's a ton of tension because you don't know that this is the guy that like gets him a spoiler that gets him caught yeah so you 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 expect him to potentially get murdered at any moment. So there is a tension. Yeah. And you see some things like the like vague like signs of previous gore. But on this podcast they were like, yeah, like if you can make it through the first episode. And I I because I, me and Becky watched it together and I I didn't end up asking her, but I almost went what went to her and be like, did we Watch the wrong first episode. Yeah, I, it, I, I, there's, there's definitely, like you said, there's definitely a tension because I, I wasn't like I didn't realize they were gonna like you know memento it and start from the from the end and go back. Um, but Adam, let me tell you something. During that, we're so me and Becker Singer, and we're not really we we aren't really like you know, having a dialogue about it as we're watching. And there was a certain point in the in the, the episode where I had a moment of realization that made me laugh out loud because I was 100% on point as to a casting choice. In my, like, because I don't know how familiar you are with Jeffrey Dahmer and his his story, but Lionel Dahmer is a part of the story, his father. Oh, yeah, I remember you, <laughs> I remember you saying, this, like, you texted me, it was like, is that Richard fucking Jenkins? Like, <laughs> Dude, as soon as I, like, you could not tell who it was because it was completely dark, and in my head I went, Richard Jenkins plays Lionel Dahmer, and then it's Richard, a friend of the podcast, I, I, I think repeat Fati, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Because what, what what have we done with Richard Jenkins? I know we've done oh we've done we've done Lady in the that Lady in the Water, um, <laughs> Shape of Water. He Shape was of water. we did Step Brothers. Because is he in? Is he he's in uh, Nightmare Alley? He's in Nightmare Alley, which we which we did. Um, I'm looking through his. He's he might be. Dude, is Richard Jenkins point. like is Richard Jenkins like the best spot pay? He might be. Um, a B fat pay. He might be almost as much of a B fat pay as as Alex is. Yeah, it's Alex um, and Richard Jenkins. But like, as soon <laughs> that's who as, we align like, ourselves with. They show this the silhouette basically because it's dark in the room. You can't tell who it is. I was like, that's fucking Richard Jenkins. They perfectly casted Richard Jenkins as Lionel Dahmer, and then the light goes on. And there he is. Yeah. Getting Richard Jenkins. And I just start laughing. And Becky's like, what? What's funny? I was like, I knew that's who was going to play this part. 
I feel like there, I feel like we've talked about it before on the podcast. There has to be there's there has to be some sort of like website or database that we could go on and just click on all of the movies that we've covered mm-hmm. and have it tell us who like what actor has appeared most. Yeah, you know what it's going to come down to is I'm just going to uh, yeah, can you like that. of all of the wacky ass fucking spreadsheets that you make? Can you just get like super obsessive about the podcast for a weekend and figure out who the be- who who is the best fotpay? Yeah, uh, yeah. I need a computer. I need to like my 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 technological bullshit over here. Anyway, uh, well, so you watched Dahmer? Anything else? Um, I thought there was something else that I watched. How are you feeling about hot tea? Um, I'm enjoying it. We're doing another time jump. Yeah, we. It's funny because I was I finished listening to the Nightmare on Elm Street episode of the podcast today, um, and we talk about like so we recorded we recorded the Nightmare on Elm Street episode like four days ago, so there hasn't been a new episode. Usually, there's like a new episode of House of the Dragon in between recordings, but there hasn't. And we talked about this exact thing in the Nightmare on Elm Street Did podcast. We? Yeah, because you were talking about Monday? how the, the guy who plays, um, the guy who plays a uh, Eamon grown up resembles Matt Smith. Oh Jesus! Okay, I guess never mind that. Um, I could have swore there was something else that I watched though. I can't think of it though. It's gonna bug me. But I think all I've watched is I rewatched, um, I rewatched Bo Burnham and I, um, uh, sorry, and uh, started Dahmer. I was told Katie started Dahmer, and then she got like, I think she got up to like twenty minutes left in the first episode, and then like she was like, I don't think I can watch this alone. Too so gory. Like, huh? Yeah, way too gory for. Her. Um, She's like, I think I can watch this alone. Uh, she's she like, deal on... with two. She, she she's very. Katie's definition of gore is different. Sometimes people think it's like violence, or or like organs or something. But Katie's just uh, gay people watching a television. <laughs> gay people watching what? A television. Oh yeah, that's, she's like, oh god, it's so gory. I'm like, man, you cannot watch the Birdcage then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, half that movie is is people watching. Yeah, she was like, oh, I can't watch it by myself. Do you want to watch it with me? And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to start the first episode with 20 minutes left. We're going to restart it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been told that uh, I'm not allowed to. I think I discussed uh, earlier in the podcast, not earlier this episode, earlier in the year, um, that Katie and I had a, a mini fight because I thought she was telling me that it was okay to watch the boys without her. So I proceeded to finish the boys and then she was pissed off. Um, so because of that, I've still yet to watch the newest season of Stranger Things. Mm. Like when I say the newest season, I mean the first part of it. I haven't even watched the first part of the new season yet. Mm. Um, but I told her once Dahmer is done, we're watching Stranger Things because I need to understand what the internet's talking about. Um, I'm like, who the fuck hey, is? 
I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is what? Who is Kate Bush? Who? What is the Hellfire Club? I need to know. I mean, for the for the record, you don't need to have watched Stranger Things to know who Kate Bush is. No, I'm pretty sure I do, Zach. Because ninety percent of America's youth wouldn't know who Kate Bush is without yeah, Stranger Adam, Things. But let's be honest, you're not America's youth. Yes, I am. Don't you say that. Um. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it. All I got is all I got is Dahmer, Dahmer and um and Bo Burnham. I wish there was more. I could have swore there was more. It's gonna really bug the shit out of me. But I got nothing. Well, if, you, if you remember, shut it up. Yeah. Do what do you what do you got besides uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, I watched Pitch Perfect. Like for the first time. Yeah. Really? All the, I mean, all the like all of Pitch. I'd seen clips of Pitch Perfect, but no, I never sat down and pressed play on Pitch Perfect perfect, and then watched it until the end of Pitch Perfect. See, I think what the issue is, is I have a daughter who goes to school for singing. So and she loves cups. And she loves cups. Um, so I've, I've seen Pitch Perfect. I've seen all of the Pitch Perfects, actually. Um, I just saw the first one. It was this uh, last week's episode of the Rewatchables. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and it was streaming, and it was like an hour and something. And I was like, fuck it. Uh, I watched Stripes, the Bill Murray, Bill, Bill Murray movie with Harold, Harold Ramis, John Candy, uh, John Larroquette. Uh, I would say that movie is super fun for. Uh, three quarters of the way through, and then it gets weird. Uh, I watched. Uh, all right, this is a movie I had never even heard of before the rewatchables did it. And again, on my list of my long list of of movies, two hundred so movies that I want to watch. Uh, I I've included every episode of the rewatchables that I have not seen the movie for. Mm-hmm. And there's a movie that came out in 1992 called The Player. It stars Tim Robbins as a movie executive who starts getting death threats from a writer. And he's trying to figure out which writer that he's he's had a pitch meeting with that he didn't respond to is threatening him. Mm-hmm. It's like a satire of the Hollywood studio system. And it's directed by Robert Altman, who is someone who I literally, I don't think I've seen, aside from this movie, any movie of, but is like a big, like it's a huge blind spot, it turns out for me, in terms of like important directors. He directed the, the movie version of MASH. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie, a movie Nashville, which one, like, it was like a big movie, but like, I have no concept of, I just, I don't know what that movie is. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting movie. Like, it takes, so, I wasn't even sure when I started it, whether it takes place in, like, modern Hollywood, or, or, like, past Hollywood. He directed A Prairie Home Companion. He did. Yes, he did. Um, but uh, 
So I wasn't sure what to expect. I, I literally had no idea what to expect. But it takes place in modern, well, modern for 1992 Hollywood. And it's very smart. It's very sharp. It's very, the cameos are like, the amount of people who are people that they got to just be in this movie for like, literally like, like 30 seconds mm-hmm. is nuts. Um, and so it's streaming on HBO. I was just giving it a, give it a try. Uh, and then I watched, uh, do you know the movie Rounders? With Matt Damon and Edward Norton? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. For the first time? Uh, that's another one where uh, if, if it came down to it, I might have watched Rounders before. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, didn't remember any of the details about it. There's um, excuse me, I believe it's Wired has a YouTube channel. Where they used to have this, they would have this guy on who was like a, basically like he would teach actors how to do accents. Mm-hmm. And they had him breaking, they had him like critiquing they had John Malkovich's. And they, yeah, he's talking about um, John Malkovich's in Rounders and he's just like, it's bad. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost, it's, it's somehow the best part of the movie. But also the most insane part yeah. of the movie. Like, I'll splash the pot whenever <laughs> the fuck I want. Oh, so you're like familiar with Rounders. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've seen Rounders. I've seen Rounders a couple times. I like I I I, I dug Rounders. I uh I I heard because again, this was another because I'm struggling at the moment because I keep running on a podcast. So if I have to, if I'm going to watch a movie, try to watch a movie every day, I'm like kind of like out of the randomizing the movies and just like kind of picking what's the easiest episode of the rewatchables that I can, that I haven't seen, yeah. that I can watch so that I can kill some time and watch a movie and then I have another podcast to listen to and that'll kill some more time in my day. So Rounders was on the list. And they have the, one of the guys who wrote it, Brian Koppelman, mm-hmm. on on the, the show a lot. As like, not a lot, but like sometimes. As like a, like, you know, a guest on the show to talk about, not Rounders, other movies. But he's yeah. like... <laughs> I think it's, I like the idea that like, they're talking about something else. And he's like, so John Malkovich and Rounders. But he, he's a rewatchable spot page. Is, mm-hmm. is yeah. So I was like, all right, let me let me watch this. It's streaming on Showtime. Let me get um I uh what was I about to fucking say? What was I saying? Rounders? Yeah, I know I'm talking about rounders, but what was I saying about? Oh, that you were I think you were just saying like you were Oh, oh so I since since that's the reason I watched it, it was because we were watchable. They talked about on that show, um do you think the movie would have worked if they flipped the roles and Norton was Maddie McD and uh, uh, Matt Damon was Worm? Um, no. I don't think so either. Yeah, because I think I like they they both play 
they both played their those roles well. Like, but here's the, here's the thing that they brought up because you don't really think about it. But Matt Damon's early career, like when he first started being a big deal, mm-hmm. he was he was kind of typecasted as this charming, handsome guy who's kind of a piece of shit a little bit. In, or or in, in some cases, even he he's no a charming liar. Is, is, is how they work. So yeah. you look at Goodwill Hunting. He's pretending to be this this one thing when really he's a like a, a genius. Mm-hmm. Rounders, he's try, he's pretending to be this clean cut law student, really. Yeah. Really he's and then talented Mr. Ripley, he's that that's that's the character is is this liar yeah like so they were like uh, so no i don't think it would work because norton wasn't that that's not what edward but like worm wasn't that so i don't think matt damon could have been that in that time yeah uh other than that i'm not i I don't think i watched uh oh uh you know let me tell let me Let's talk about a weird thing that's happened in my house in the last three days. Ben. Oh, wait. Dude, I just remembered what else I watched. I'm a fucking idiot. What? I went to the movie theaters today for the first time since COVID started. Went to the movie theater today and you didn't remember? Yeah. What'd you say? Lyle Lyle Crocodile. How was that? It was okay for a children's movie. I have no... I literally... I have no... Other than hearing the name several times, I have no conception of what Lyle Lyle Crocodile is, looks like, is about. I have no... So, so my my older son's birthday is, is towards the end of the month. Um... And uh, he's been apparently been talking to my talking to a friend of the podcast, Debbie Weiss, our, our mom, about this movie, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And she said, oh, for part of his birthday present. I, I was I was under the impression that she was going to take him to see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into today. I was taking him to to see this movie. Um, basically, the gist of the movie it's if I'm it's based on a children's book, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it is, yes. Yeah. Smart on Debbie Weiss's part because then she gets to pretend like she gave a present when she didn't do anything. Yeah, smart. Um, so it's based on a children's book, and the I mean, I I've never read the book because um, I know. There's sometimes like they make a movie like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is based on a children's book, but it has nothing. The movie is like essentially the movie has the name and the idea that food is falling from the sky and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is like the basis of Lyle. If the book is the same way as the, uh, if the book Lyle is the same as movie Lyle, 
but basically in the movie Javier Bardem who got roped into this mess somehow um, I bet played... you Penelope pushed him Pen- into it Penel- I just imagine Penelope was like oh, Javier you should do the children's movie you should do the Lyle you should do the Lyle movie <laughs> Javier, Javier, do the crocodile movie for me. Yeah. Um. So Javier, <laughs> Javier Bardem plays like a essentially like imagine if a vaudeville performer lived okay. in 2022. Um. He like sings and dances and does magic mm-hmm. and all this shit, and he's like he's trying to he's trying to make it. He's trying to make it in show business, and he, he like no one's no one's buying the shit that he's selling. Right. So he he I, I, somehow he he goes and he ends up in an exotic pet store, and when he's in the exotic pet store, he hears singing, and then he goes into the back, and the singing is this crocodile. So he takes the crocodile. And then, like he, the crocodile like grows up and becomes like a full size crocodile, and he tries to do a very like uh, young Frankenstein, like putting on the Ritz type thing with the crocodile, but he has stage fright. Um, so basically, the long story boring is it's about a singing crocodile who overcomes a stage fright while also helping his friend and adoptive family um, deal with their problems as well. Basic question: uh, Is in the movie is his name Lyle Crocodile, or is it Lyle Lyle? No, it's, I think it's just I think it's just Lyle, the singing crocodile. I don't know where Lyle Lyle Crocodile comes from. Probably just the rhyme, the the rhythm. Yeah, um, but Lyle, the singing crocodile, is played by. Sean Mendes. Uh, Mendes, yeah. Yeah, so who, I'm going to try to... Fuck who, I think we've talked about on this podcast. I, if not, then this is a fun story. Uh, my wife texted me one day and said, uh, Sean Mendes just came out with a new album. Why is he allowed to make music while he's in jail? And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? And she goes, you know, we just we watched that whole show about the, the the Mendez brothers that killed their parents, and I said, "Beck, like, oh, Becky." I was like, "Sean Mendez is a young, uh, I, I think vaguely, uh, uh, not vaguely. I think he's Hispanic, and he's like a seventeen-year-old, like possibly yeah. eighteen at this point." You're thinking Google how of, Sean Mendez is. Oh, because I think the other like there was a story out around that time that one of them had been allowed access to the. Oh, internet. get the fuck so, out of here, dude! He's Canadian. Is he? Wait. That doesn't mean he's he's not Hispanic. No, I know, he's but he's Hispanic. Canadian, and it's awesome. Uh, but at, around the time, I think there had been something about one of them being allowed access to the internet or something like that. I was like, you were thinking of the Menendez. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them are named Sean. Uh, And I told everyone. Uh, Next week on Slasher Movie Club, because we've got to wrap this up, uh, we are going to be covering. Oh, his father is from his father's from Portugal, 
and his mother is from England. And he is 24. And he's Canadian. And, and he's handsome. Next week on, <laughs> on, on Slasher Movie Club, we will be covering, again, God, I, here's a, the good thing about these movies, dude. Next week's hour 35. Is it? In and out. Nice. Uh, we're going to be covering... In and out, just like a machete? And this is this is why it's going to be a bit controversial. Because we're doing slash movie icons, and the slash movie icon isn't technically of this movie. Shh, don't spoiler it, Zach. What are we covering? We're covering Friday the 13th. The OG. Um... It's yeah, that's the little really... that's that's the little fun trivia fact that I think everyone knows about Friday the Thirteenth. I'm almost 100 well, percent certain I have not seen Friday the Thirteenth. I have not seen Friday the Thirteenth either, and it's uh, a a fun fact from the movie. I think mostly because of another movie we'll be covering later in the month. Um, it is not streaming anywhere. Easy Fubo, if you have Fubo, which if you know. Tweet us if you have Fubo. If you have Fubo, good on you being one of the three people who have Fubo. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what Fubo is. No. Uh, but we'll be covering that. Um, Adam, if you want to do... I feel like I had something else, but you interrupted me because you... like you, not, not, I'm not I'm not pissed about it, but you, you interrupted a thing that uh, <laughs> when you came to your realization... That, that I'm an idiot and forgot that it was Adam's the movie theater earlier today. Um, um, so, if you want to go ahead and do your spiel. Yeah, follow us on the social media, mainly on uh, Instagram, at Summer Movie Club. Um, I always am looking forward to Zach's uh, pictures, and you should be too. Um Maybe eventually we'll get Twitter back, but honestly, I don't care. Probably, probably not. Yeah, probably not, and no one cares because Twitter's dead. Um, but follow us on Instagram at uh, at. We're gonna get our MySpace back. Yeah, we're gonna get our MySpace and our Friendster back. So before we get Twitter back, um, but follow us on Instagram and uh, come back next week for. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Come back next week for Friday the Thirteenth. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. I mean that truly. Be safe. Be healthy. Be kind to one another. I love you all. Good night. Be safe. Don't go to Texas. I love you all as well, except for Sally. 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 I love you you all except for Franklin. I'm glad he's dead. Fuck Franklin. Yeah. Really? You're fucking (laughs) invalid. All right. I love you guys. I mean it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.